I'm Ryan Castle. It is showtime. Hmm. This is the song you went with. This is the one I went with. I wasn't sure what we were going to go with. I wasn't sure what I was going to go with, but I'm going to go ahead and give a backstory. I hadn't actually listened to The Beat Goes On in several months. Maybe it was just five days and it feels like a lot long. But as we were setting up, Greg Arias over here kept singing this song a cappella. So naturally, I joined in. Yeah, you and, did. And we did about four verses that I actually think was the same verse on repeat. Yeah. But we just yeah. kept singing it. I was setting up the microphones. Yeah. And then after about 10 minutes straight of us singing the song, I was like, I think there's got to be a second. We might just, be on to something this here. There's got to be our intro now. Yeah. This is where we're at. So every now and then, the song just pops into my head, and I have to. That's how I live. I have to sing it. And always be something new. Alright, I don't want to make the whole intro of another song because we did this last time. Yeah, let's cut it. But the beat goes on, man. The beat does go on, just like my love. Mm-hmm. It might be over, but the beat's going on, guys. No, the beat will continue. Worry guys. not. So it is time. We've reached the epic milestone of episode eight of the wow. three things we got to talk about. How does podcast. it feel, man? Is it, do you feel you know like the same person? I, or do you just feel no, completely I, different? No, my right? life has taken a complete whirlwind turn. You don't even look the same. That's... I mean, you that's, physically you've that changed. sounds unhealthy because I feel like... I am concerned. Okay. Well, I should probably talk to a doctor about that. And yeah. uh, I'm going to try to not let that get in my head for mm-hmm. this whole episode. But it's already there and that's going to fuck up this whole thing now. But you know what? The beat will go on. The beat on. goes on, dude. Yeah. This is actually the moment when I first got the idea of this podcast. I was really looking forward to getting to this point mm-hmm. where I have put out several episodes. The beat is going on. It's going to be everlasting. This is the second Greg episode. Second. And uh, that in itself, I think, means that we are onto something. Tell us what we're drinking right now, Ryan. Today's episode is sponsored by Angry Orchard Hard Cider. What flavor are you drinking? Mine was a crisp apple. Mine's easy apple. Sounds like we're drinking completely different flavors. Because Greg said, I think I'm dealing with a little bit of hangover. All it took was a couple of glasses of wine last night and yeah. I'm feeling it. And I'm yeah. like, I got you, dog. I'm gonna run to the store and I'm gonna get something that's not too hard, not too soft, mm-hmm. but a little something that just soothes, so it's not going to be a difficult chug or a difficult sip. Yeah, but, uh, I needed this. It'll get you right there I in need... the scallion region. Yes, yeah, the scallion region. I huh? made it up. I was hoping I came up with a better word right at the top there, but... Uh, you came up with a type I, of onion. I did. That'll work, though. I thought it was a type of, like, shrimp. You scal... What is it? A scallion? Scallywag. Oh, yeah. this is scallywag. Uh, no, scallion's like a long, for. skinny... Green onion, I think. That's true. No, it's the round one. No, I think it's the long, skinny one. You chop up. Mm. But you don't okay, know your but, onions, man. No, no, no. But once chopped up, then it does look like the little round salami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually how you see them on your chopped salad up. or pasta. Yeah, yeah. That's how disconnected we are from our food. Is we just know it prepared. How you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not a farmer. Right? You're not right. I'm not a farmer. No, I've never farmed. So yeah, that's why usually our food is seen as prepared. Once it's like served to us in restaurant form. We've gone off the rails right now. That's what this show should have been called. As I've now recorded a few episodes, I should have just called it Off the Rails. Off the Rails. And uh, basically the entire concept is we try to talk about some serious subjects. Yeah. And inevitably we're going to talk about Lucille Ball and birthday clowns. Yeah, that'd be a weird combo, but... That's where we're going to go to. us. We'll get there. We'll find a way to do it. That's the challenge I accept. I didn't even properly intro. I'm joined by Greg today. Did I need to? That's it. There it is. It's great, guys. Well, now that it's your second episode with me, it's like old hat. It's like old times back when we used to do the Newcastle experience, and this is just where we're at now. Like, yep, guess what? Mm -hmm. We run this radio shit into the podcast world, and we are going to take over like a stick of dynamite. Dang. You exploded there. Like a stick of dynamite. Like a stick of dynamite. And the beat goes on. Tell me about what we're going to be touching on here today, sir, because there are random slices of paper on on this table. One I just picked up. You know you're in Ryan's house when you pick up a random slice of paper that says Keith Sweat Twisted. <laughs> only, that, only in Ryan's house do you find such treasures. That is from The Hat, which we might go to later. I don't know, but in the previous episode, me and Juan guys were doing Baby Making Jams from the 90s. We're doing oh, some R&B killers. Gotcha. We, didn't, we didn't get to that one. Keith Sweat uh, Twisted. I'm sad. We'll, we'll have to hit that one next time. Maybe we put it in the hat today. Maybe we just... Recycle it, yeah. Yeah, and it was back in the hat. Okay. But uh, I believe you asked what we're discussing today. That's right, yeah. I believe I got three things okay. to discuss. All so. right, three things. That okay. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The name of your show is uh, Three Things We um, Will May or May Not Talk About, right? You 
almost remembered the name of the show. Great, right, yeah. You're getting there. I'm, getting there. I almost remembered the name of the show that I am actively a guest on. It's not, we not may or may not. We gotta talk about these we things. We gotta talk got about these things, Got to. Not man. even got to, it's got Greg Arias. Yes. We got some things we gotta talk about. Okay, let's do it then. You know how we do that? With our mouths. And with our rundown, which we're gonna toss it up to right now. Throw it up there. There you go. And kick it off with thing number one. Thing number one. <laughs> the natural Greg sound effects are actually gonna become my main number system. Yeah, on just, the show just hit me up. I'll just get, send you a bank of sound effects I make with my mouth. In bank form? Yeah. Now we're talking. I'll give you a debit card. That's how I enjoy my sound effects. Thing number one. Alright, that. Just done. I, I didn't tell you about this, but I hired a loud motorcyclist to Perfect run around and be my new number one sound effects. Yeah, when, after, when you weren't gonna come through. After. Thing number one. Number one. There we go. Thing number one. <laughs> Thing number one. Okay, and it is. <sighs> I'm feeling this hangover, man. Just gotta let you know. Not like hungover, hungover, but just enough, you know. Well, that's because you're only one and a half done with that bottle there, bro. Easy apple. Go ahead and piece that easy apple down into your gullet. That was what I was looking for the other day. Or earlier, like 10 minutes ago. What's that? And I said scallion regional. I think I meant gullet. I don't think I did, but now that I just said it, I'm thinking that would have been That would have been, yeah, that would have been, been better than the onion region. Yeah. I still haven't said thing number one, right? Nope. We're like, we're like 48 minutes into the show. Wow, yeah. we can really bullshit about nothing. All right. Okay. And I would like to say before, once again, before I get to thing number one, the theme of this show, as well as pretty much anyone with Greg, uh, is we didn't really discuss anything because uh, we work best that way. If we start to talk about it, we say too much good stuff and we're like, not going to even use that now. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Although, actually, thing number one. I don't know who I Thing am. number one actually did come up I because am. of something you said and I audibled it. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead. I don't know why I'm withholding thing number one so bad. Like, it's like a pinata with yeah, like, dude, the good Yeah, dude, share candy. with us for crying out loud. We're waiting over here. We're on the edges of our seats. And so is that bus. That bus. You know what? That's what it is. Is every time I'm about to say it, a sound. All right. And, and uh, you're and, clear. And we're clear. Does Instagram actually just make people sad? Yes, it does. <laughs> Next question. So this was an audible. Right? I just said we didn't do a whole lot of game planning as to what we're going to talk about. But as we were prepping right now, he's looking at his Instagram. He's like, dude, Instagram just makes me sad. Honestly, I was fine. I mean, I'm good, you know, and then I then I open up the app and then I start scrolling and I get like deep into it and I see things and then I keep scrolling and then I come back, you know, to the room that we're in and I just felt a degree now sadder. I just felt a, a very subtle degree sadder. It you looks know? just, it feels a little bit more bleaker. It's just Which like sucks because we're doing the three things we got to talk about podcast with Castle and Greg right now. Like that's no time to get sad. The best place you could be at any point in the world. I yeah, think, I think. But then I put my phone down five minutes after I said Instagram makes you feel a little bit sadder. I picked it up again, like mm -hmm. impulsively, and I was like, "Look at what I'm doing! Look what my arm is doing! My arm did it on its own, and then my fingers did it." And, and then... that is what I noticed. Is not necessarily that Instagram is making me sad right now, as much as just uh, you ever like scroll through and you're like, "I've already seen the same stupid picture for like this is like a fourth time I've looked at this dumb picture today," and then you get almost annoyed, like, "Why the fuck am I looking at this?" And you'll throw your phone across the room. Uh, landing safely in a bed because you know better than just throw it through a window at this point. Whatever is like your go-to like most used app, which I think for me and a lot of other people might be Instagram, you just accidentally be like, why am I looking at it again? Like, yeah. damn it. Yeah, it's just compulsive. And it's the same kind of photos. Everybody's the... happy place. Yeah, everybody's just so happy on Instagram. Or those like written words that are like some grandiose statement of like, this is yeah. how I live my life. I think you should all live this way too. My feed tends to be those mixed in with heart hands in front of the sunset and then like a couple videos of like people getting hit in the balls and like bar stool or something it's Parts, like that's yeah. pretty much what my feed tends to look like and i'm guilty of it too like a lot of, most of my photos on instagram are just fancy nice you know like travel photos Greg goes outside wasn't Greg it goes outside yeah or was that the name of the show you wanted to that start? was the name of uh the show that was the name of the travel show that I was... Did we yeah. ever... I, I remember we did doing like a, one episode. We did it like one in Santa Monica. Strong episode. Yeah. And that's it. We put it, it left down. a mark on America. We're like, I don't think America could handle any more of that. And we backed off slowly. Yeah, we gave... Yeah, America's like, well... Gonna leave it at that. 
America, you can only handle one episode that they didn't even see. <laughs> it never got released, I don't believe. Yeah. It's still it's in the closet somewhere, yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm. God knows what else is on that little DVD tape. Now I'm... Or the freaky shit I recorded. My curiosity has been keyed. Did I say curiosity? Your curiosity has been kicked. Hey, Angry Orchard, I thought that you only had like a 5% ABV. Angry Orchard is real. What is going on? It's a sleeper. Okay, yeah. It'll kick your curiosity. It'll creep up on you. All right. Yeah, what the heck? Oh, Instagram takes you so out of the present moment completely, right? You start looking, scrolling through photos and you're just gone. You get so absorbed into it. And then you, when you take it away from your face, it's like a little shocking to come back into whatever space you're actually in, you're actually existing in. And then, you know, I don't know if people live shocking. I get a little shocked. I feel shocked. And it's also super addicting. Anything that just it's, it's, is that that makes that keeps you coming back that much is a little, maybe a little scary. It does have an element of addiction that I don't get because it doesn't really give you pleasure, you know? A lot of the times when you think of things that are addicting, you know, people talk about being addicted to drugs or they addicted to sex or whatever it is or some kind of or even food or something like those are all things that kind of maybe they'll get into your like endorphins or whatever that is. You know, they'll they'll trigger the good feelings inside you, however bad they might be overall. Instagram doesn't really do that. It doesn't really like <laughs> it doesn't really make you feel happy. Yeah, but it but it is, it is stimulating some kind of pleasure, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't it's just almost, keep going back to it. I can't even explain what it, it is. You know what? Curiosity? I know what it is. It's novelty, dude. It's just constant. It's a constant source of new experience, imagery, like, and and it's familiar. Usually, sometimes it's people that you know too. So it's like it's addicting. I like think that. it's the familiarity more so than anything that does. Do that. you think you would, if you're handed an envelope of pictures? Yes, the answer is yes. Would you would you look through them? Would you flip through them as just as as addictively as you do a digital screen of pictures? You know no. what I mean? If you're handed the like a, no. an envelope of no. like from like. That's a hard no. Right, a yeah. like printed photos. Would you be like, oh, this is Especially so addicting. I gotta keep. May keep or may not know. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's, I don't think so. I think it's the fact that it's so. Well, I think it's because usually a stack of printed photos tend to suck way more. Like when you see a photo on Instagram, it's probably usually some people just post whatever the fuck all the time. But you know, people are usually like, okay, this is the one that's good. Myself, for example, we go to New York as we did a few months back. I might like choose like the one like okay this picture right here this shall represent my whole trip to new york so it's gonna be good so it'll make sure it's a good one i'm not gonna put all my vacation photos on there all the ones i just took of the skyline and the homeless guy washing his dog in the alley you know like those pictures aren't all gonna that go that was me washing my dog i didn't want to tell you i saw you doing that but was... i feel ashamed don't feel shame. I'm yeah. just glad I've kicked your curiosity on that one. You do on a regular basis. Again, so, I've lost. <laughs> you. I've lost any train of. Well, where we were I was saying going. if you like printed out photos. Oh, printed out photos. Yeah, no because way those are all. Addictively, you half give me of them, another. Give me another envelope of photos. I gotta look through half these. Half of them are gonna have somebody's thumb in the way. So you no, know, but no, like, but let's say they are all good. Let's say they're all those beautiful, amazing photos. Like you, you wouldn't be rifling through those photos like you do no. on Instagram. No, I. So I don't it's think. So here's better. my theory. I don't even think it's about the photo. I think it's about no, the act. Not of being on this device it's organized well i'll what, give it what about stories that's, that's, stories that's are like part almost it. irresistible like if it's somebody you know and it's somebody you constantly keep like and they know now they obviously put like the stories that you see the most people people who stories you view the most show up and you're just like i gotta click it it's mm -hmm. new because you know it's gonna go away too i gotta see it before it goes away no yeah that's that's what i mean the organization i would give instagram credit the reason that i like to use it the most now is because it's been organized so well. The combination of having the constant stream of photos that you can just literally like go through, then the top of it has the little like story feature, and they tend to always put the people at the top that you kind of want to look at. It's built well. The one thing I would say is it would be nice if they could sift through videos or have videos longer than a minute. Other than that, Instagram's kind of figured out app-wise the best. Okay, so we do, do we decide that that Instagram does in fact make okay. you? Let me propose this real quick. Yes. Do you ever find yourself coming off of using Instagram, like putting your phone down and feeling, oh, I feel I feel happier. Never. I feel great now. As far as whatever I looked at, no, it never actually. That's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't create a happiness within you as these other vices that people have will. Like you know, somebody who's addicted to weed or something might like take a hit and be like, oh, there we go. 
here we go. I've been waiting for that all day. You know, something like that. Instagram doesn't do that. So I don't know why it's like an addiction for people. It, it just, uh, we should have started out with this, is, is Instagram an addiction? I well, I think that's pretty, that's pretty clear. But I, I think that... The sad one. Okay, so... I think that, you know, we, we go on there because we think it's going to be like bringing us some kind of joy, satisfaction. I think it does up front. It satisfies that itch, that initial itch. But it doesn't leave you sad. It doesn't leave you satisfied or fulfilled. Never. Afterward. No, it doesn't. And um, maybe it, that's why you then go just click on it again because it didn't end up with the satisfied feeling last time. And you're like, maybe this time it will. The other aspect we gotta discuss is that it kind of depends on what's going on in your personal. Maybe there's something yeah, but, that's like making I, you sad in life. I, then it will magnify when you look at Instagram because then you look at things with like a negative eye. It's a platform to compare. It's a comparing platform. You unconsciously compare your life to other people's lives. And anytime you're uh, comparing your life, yourself to anybody, I think that's pretty much always a, like a joy zapper. I always feel like it's not good to compare what you are, what you're doing to other people, especially those who are very successful. Look at somebody like uh, like, like LeBron James. Who's that? He's, he is a charismatic artist of, from the Discovery Channel. Oh, okay. He's actually a basketball player who's kind of dominated the sport for like well over a decade now. Okay. And and he's like a year older than me. I so, never compare myself to LeBron if that's what you're saying. Well, like it's professional athletes will make you do that because like their success comes at such an early point in life. I remember thinking that in my 20s, realizing I was starting to be the same age as a lot of these professional athletes that are all doing like so well, you know, and I'd be like struggling out of college. But what I realized is like you can't put other people's life and where they're moving and what they're doing and, and maybe beyond a career, maybe... Some people get jealous of other people when they have like a family, or, like oh, they're married, they have a house, whatever it is. Everybody's life moves at a different pace. That's why I think too much stress is often put on the number of an age. Everybody's existence moves at its own rate in a different way. Mm -hmm. So you can't really ever put what somebody else is doing in life and compare it to yours. Yeah. It'll bring out the angry curmudgeon within you that you know is ultimately the ugly side. I think that everybody doesn't want to admit that they have, but like everybody, you know, has flashes of that feeling at least, you know? Dude, you know what? I also think so there's that for sure as a comparison aspect. And I also think just, don't you just feel weird when you're like in the digital world for too long and you're so absorbed in this world that's not even real. It's based on the real world, but it's not the real world. And, yeah. and it's just like, I just think that the more time we spend there, the, you know, I don't know. I just think that- Get outside. Really Get outside, go chase a butterfly. Go through a football with a friend. Toss a frisbee. Catch a fish with your bare mouth. For all those bears out there listening? No, 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 your bare mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it's typically a bear activity. I, I mean, I'm not so Have much... Have you tried it? I haven't tried it. All right, well, maybe I, I get out there and it try it. I was too hard to you get, maybe, accomplish. Maybe put down your fucking phone... Get off the Instagram and go catch a damn salmon with your jaws. If I saw a human, any human do that, I would be like, dude, I'm going to compare myself to that guy because that guy's a freaking badass. I'm going to go give him a fist bump and a cold beer because that was the coolest thing I've seen since last week. Yeah, that's pretty rad. I'm actually trying to visualize it and I can't right now. Like that, and he's just like, then he's throwing his head around. Like, oh, yeah. now he's shaking it like an animal yeah, too? Yeah, he would. This guy's awesome. If he, you almost have to if you just caught a... I want to keep trying to remember a type of fish and I can't. There well a salamander is that a fish? Salamander is not at all. Really? What is a salamander? A salamander is a uh, amphibian, I think. I, I believe it's amphibian. I'm almost positive. I like but, one episode of my podcast to not reveal something I don't know that should become a knowledge because I feel like that happens in every episode. Maybe. In this episode, we revealed Ryan doesn't really actually know what a salamander is. Salamanders are cute little. They it's, look like little, you know, like lizard types. I'm googling it. it. Anyways. I'm Googling what I'm Anyways, we're way too deep in salamander There is no talk. such thing as being too deep in what a salamander I just want to Google and look at it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you were describing it right. Mm -hmm. That is, yeah, I definitely didn't know that's what a salamander is. That's a salamander. Like. Well stated. Okay. Just take yourself to the local pet store, dude. You'd be surprised at how much you can learn. Can I have a salamander as a pet? Do you think they have them? There? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm pretty sure you can. Salamanders, newts, geckos. I would name him Camellio. That'd be fucking awesome. You know why? Just name your son Camilio. No, my salamander is Camilio. And your son. My son will be Rocky. Rocky and Camilio. 
Yeah. I was like, Camilio! Camilio! Yeah, well, I would say that to him every day when I walked into the door. Now we're discussing what I would name my pet salamander. We're so far off topic right now. We're like backcountry. We took the from the highway to the dirt road to the backcountry to... We're completely guy. lost in the woods now. The old guy we with the dusty boots with the sign. Yeah, no. yeah I know. We stopped talking. talking about Instagram, I think, at a decent point. We all know <clears throat> the deal with Instagram. Like, it's a vice. It doesn't really give us pleasure, but we're going to look at it anyways. Don't do it. Keep salvage your happiness. Stay in the moment. <laughs> Don't compare. Be present. Get a salamander named Camilio and live happily. I will do that. I'm going to put that on the back burner. Next time I feel like I just want to do something random today, I'm going to go to the pet store and look for a salamander. I'm going to walk up and say, do you have a salamander? We will get back to this. Sometimes I like that challenge. I'm like, yeah, test me. Let's go. Think I won't do it? Watch me. Drive me to the pet shop right now. Drive me to the pet All shop. All right, I could drive, I guess. I have a vehicle. I can both work. Okay, on Camellia Salamander, it is now time for thing number dos. Thing number dos. Number what was funny about that one is I was actually just watching Greg as he wasn't looking at me and I knew as soon as I said it not only would he repeat it in his thing number voice but he would also follow suit and say dose so I you got, know me too well got this guy figured Camilio. out Camilio we could just start calling me that too just, I don't know yeah. we'll see if it catches on just change your name thing number two number two what is the difference between irrational fears and rational fears? Well, okay, I can just dive right in. I'm Dead. a little afraid to do it, but Dead. is that rational or The irrational? water's warm. Well, I think the obvious, right? Like the rational fear is this could really hurt me or kill me or cause harm. See, um, this, is, see this is why I didn't even want to bring it up to you before because <laughs> when we were discussing potential topics, I said, what is the difference between rational fear and irrational fear? And he just said, well, uh, irrational has two more letters. So one of them has an ear at Something the along those lines. Yeah, something of that nature. And I was like, this is why we can't even talk about it. I'm going to save it. And then he never says the I same thing. To, yeah, he never it. says it the same Fucking way twice. That's it. why I can't even talk about it. I can't even do this. No, 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 but keep going on the on the train of thought that you're on. You're right. Um, no, yeah. Well, I mean, some fears we make up, other fears are real. The irrational fears a lot of times are like, oh, people are going to judge us or, or whatever. We would call those irrational fears, but I think they make sense. In it. Like, we're social beings, so we need to have... We need to be, gain acceptance in the group. So it's like, it is kind of rational because you want to be a part of the group. You want to be left out of the group for being a quote-unquote weirdo or whatever. You know, like, that's my two cents. Any, anybody's drink some angry, angry orchard right now. Get angry on orchard while I discuss my stance on irrationable fears. The way I look at it, I don't like to live in fear. So I don't think about fears really at all. I don't want to say it in a way like, oh, I, I feared nothing. Because if I was in the ocean and I saw a shark, you're damn right I would feel fear. What I'm saying is I don't go into that ocean thinking, fuck, I hope I don't see a shark. That never crosses my mind. To me, an irrational fear is a fear that's out of my control. I'll give you an example. When Justino lived here, he's the kind of guy who is always prepared for the worst. He always has a bunch of waters around him. He's always basically ready for the apocalypse. When he lived here, we're right across the street from the ocean. He was always afraid of tsunamis. I have never once thought about a tsunami in my whole life. Because to me, it's the kind of thing where it's like, if the very, very, very unlikely event of a tsunami happened, I'd be like, shit, now I gotta figure this out. My mind just basically doesn't have the time for that bullshit. It doesn't have the time to worry about fears that aren't present in front of me or in my life. How does that affect your everyday life? Do you do you find yourself in conundrums that you did not anticipate? No, very rarely, very rarely. And I'm good on my feet, so I feel like I that's the thing. It's like if a tsunami came, I'd be like, that thing's not taking me down. A fucking wave is not gonna take me out. No, maybe some of that is just brash, you know, falsehoods to think of. But like in my head, I'm like, no, I'll figure out a way. I think it helps me on a daily basis because I've removed that stuff from my brain and left more room for more pressing thoughts or things that are gonna benefit me now. Yeah, tsunamis, tsunamis, that's a, I've never, I don't really ever think about tsunamis. Of all the natural disasters to worry about, that one doesn't really seem that pressing. No, it's happened like never in California. It's never really happened I don't think it's, like, happened I don't here, think it's I don't ever think, happened yeah. here, yeah. I mean, so. that would that'd be wild. 
I mean, you could drive around and think, fuck, I hope a meter doesn't hit my car. It could happen. People get like, struck by meteorites. People get hit by lightning and shit. That and crazy? that's only when it's lightning. You know, but like, yeah, I, I can't. I think, though, like, getting struck by a meteorite would be pretty rad. Like, as long as it doesn't cause too much damage, just be able to say, like, dude, this object, God knows how far away in space, space chose me. Struck my freaking body and I survived. How, well, who says that you survived? Well, it's in my of, imaginary scenario, it yeah, just grazes me and leaves a right. dope scar. And I'm like, look at I'd out. be fucking pissed because I'm like, of all the things that are like the one in a billion things that could happen, why couldn't I get one of the good ones? Why couldn't I fucking hit the lottery? No, yeah. I had to be the guy that got hit by a damn meteor rock. Yeah. Are those people that Fuck get struck you, by fate. lightning multiple times? That's actually happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people, some people have gotten struck like many times, many several okay, times. Okay, well, at a certain point, I'm like looking at that person like, what the fuck are you doing in lightning storm? Yeah. Are you running around the golf course with a nine iron? Like what? Like yeah. you know, like you're. It's at, at a certain point, I'm you're looking at you like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing though? What What do you? Worry I about? get more concerned that like I might fuck something up. Like say like you slept in and you missed work or something like that. Mm. Now I'm gonna try to do what I can to prep myself for that. I'm not gonna be stupid. I'm gonna go to bed early. I'm gonna set like four alarms and stuff. So that's how I handle dealing with those fears. But that's kind of more my like is personal. I don't have physical fears as much as just like, you know, things that I'm going to do to fuck so up my be, own future. Are those rational or irrational? I think those are more rational fears. The more irrational fear to me is the concern that there's sharks in the ocean. And I've always been like an ocean goer. So I've been swimming in the ocean like literally since I was like five months old. My mom tells me I would like crawl backwards into the ocean and laugh about it like when I was a baby. So I literally never like worried about sharks. And I know a lot of people that are like, nah, I don't fuck with the ocean. I don't want to get bit by a shark. I'm like, dude, you're not going to go deep enough for sharks. And like, I just think it's dumb to keep yourself from the joys that the ocean brings just because there's like one shark attack in America every year. I don't know. I don't have the stats in it, but I know it's like super fucking rare. And I've never seen a shark. I've been around the beach my whole life and I've never seen a shark in the water. So that's so enough though. It's enough. It's enough for a shark to just bite no, you and I don't change its get, mind to still ruin your day. I don't want to get bit by a shark even a little bit, but I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to live in fear of it. Okay. What if you... You know what? I got a game for us. We could play this. We could call a rational versus rational fear. Okay. All right, you ready okay, for this? rational versus... You're, you're gonna be, uh, I'm going to throw you some fears okay. that I, I have deep inside, and you tell me if you believe them to be rational oh, or deep rational. Inside. Yeah, I had to like I had to explore deep within my my okay. soul. Yeah, you know? this is like in my gullet, session now. Way in the scallion. So take me back to in the scallion child. section of my. You're you in know. the lower scallion region yeah, yeah, of the, your. In the lower scallion region. Fear number one. This guy come up buses. Bus noises. Bus noises. That's Recording a podcast with a bus that won't stop circling my house is that an irrational fear, or a rational fear? That's pretty rational. I think. Yeah, it's because I'm fucking dealing with it. Every fucking day! Alright, next one. Giving my card number over the phone to try to solve a problem that's just pissing me off. And then getting bank frauded or frauded. Maybe it was a uh, citation or something and they're like, oh yeah, just give us a bank number. And then you give them that and then they're like, okay, cool, we solve it. And then next thing you know, the bank's like, yo, somebody just bled you dry, Somebody just homie. charged. I don't know why the bank manager is talking to me like the homie at the beach telling me to hit that wave. I mean, have you ever had credit card fraud? I have, yes. Then that's rational. Yeah. I'm going to call that rational. You experienced it. You know the discomfort and anguish that comes along with such yeah. an experience. And so, therefore, you are tentative in circumstances that require you to give this information out. I think that qualifies as rational. Right. We'll check that under rational. Yes. You know what? You know what? Actually, it's just more of an inconvenient than anything now. Like, the way our banks work now is like, they'll put it back. Like, when they realize, like, oh, all these, all these transactions happen in Oklahoma. And yeah, it's very easy to trace. They'll be like, okay, we'll get you back to where you're so supposed to be. So maybe it's an irrational fear because you get your info back. You get your but it's back. an inconvenience to go through. And like, that's just because I caught it. Some people might not even have the wherewithal to be able to catch that. It could ruin like an older woman who just doesn't understand how that works. And, you know, it's so... I mean, a lot of things can ruin an older but woman. I always think you're looking, you're looking at one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit that one out. No, no, no it's it too in. late. It's giving it up. dirty dog. <laughs> All no. right. Well, so give me another example of a All right. of a fear. I'm walking around with a new pair of pants that I just bought yesterday. It is Friday, all the way into Saturday morning. I still have the pants on. It's a good night. Maybe I slept in the pants. I don't know. Then I look at them, 
and they still have that fucking sticker on the back that says like your waist size, the tag, the oh, sticker yeah. thing, and I just didn't know it was there. So that Long means I walked around inside. all fucking day with that stupid ass new pants sticker. Yeah. Rational or irrational fear? You're afraid that you might miss that sticker? Keep it on all day? I don't really think that's... Is that irrational? I think it's irrational, yeah. You ever have that feeling like, shit, how many people like were laughing at my expense today? How many people were snickering? Yeah. And I didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. No one told me that's I had a giant piece of spinach in my teeth the whole like freaking that. day. It's embarrassing. Yeah, so like the fear of being that, of doing that. Okay, there's a good one right there. Is that a rational fear that you're like, oh shit, if I had something stuck in my teeth for a That moment when you think maybe there's something on you, they're like, whoa, my God, it's up and on my face. Mm. That moment, that's a rational fear, I think. Yeah, I think so. For a no moment, even if it's a moment. No one moment. wants to feel embarrassed. Also, no one wants to feel gross, like they have something in their teeth or they're just like an unhygienic. Un unkempt yeah. piece of human Look, look at God's got to get it together. Get your shit together. So do we land on rational or irrational for that? I think that's... The pant one's irrational, I think. Okay. But the thing in your teeth, that one's more rational. Because that's hygiene. Yeah. All right. How about being on a game show? Some kind of show where it's like sort of live TV. And then you blank for a second on what to say. And you say something incredibly stupid that just lands in the all-time category of stupid. And then it goes viral. And then it's, and then it's just fucking like YouTube the next day. 17 million It's on Instagram views. on like every account that like posts this shit. They're like, and it's your face now. Yeah. It's just known as like stupid game show guy. We've seen those people in the past. Remember the guy that was like wearing the Indiana sweatshirt on Wheel of Fortune who literally botched every answer and like he even had all the words in front of him of Achilles heel. But he called it H. Lee's heel and they literally were like, no, that's wrong. I'm sorry. Did you not get educated at Indiana? Like what? And he was all standing there with his proud Indiana sweater. That's one of those clips that just pop up like all across Facebook literally for years now. And it's like, that guy's the face of stupid and the face of Indiana. And like, you know, I don't know. People from Indiana are not stoked at that. That guy that's represents sorry. them, you know. Irrational or rational? Mm -hmm. I think that might be, I think that might be irrational. If I was actually going on a game show, then it's very rational fear. Like, fuck, don't say something stupid, Ryan. Right? The Indy 500 out there, man. It's Road Rash. Remember that game? Road Rash is good, yeah. It's a good game, man. You can, like, attack yeah, someone with, like, a chain. with a chain. That's yeah. the first thing I think of when I think of Road Rash. Yeah, that chain. What do you mean? Does that actually happen in the world of motor? I, I hope not. Yeah, in my Corolla, I just <laughs> chain people. Like, why the that. fuck are you hitting me with a chain right now? I'm on a motorcycle, you fucking maniac. Yeah, um, that, I think that's pretty rational, though, man. No one wants to be embarrassed in, you know, in front of millions of folks. But then... Do millions of folks even watch Will of Origin? I don't know. It's going to be enough. It's, like, it's, that, it's honestly the meme. It's, being afraid of being turned into a meme that just never ends. And it just makes the rounds. And yep. all those same accounts that everybody for some reason follows picks them up. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that does suck. All right. I got one more. I'm at work. I'm feeling saucy. I want to hear some of my early 90s jams. But I'm kind of almost feeling soft jams a little bit. So I start hitting some Mariah jams. Mariah, low-key got some jams. Or oh, somebody man. of Dream that. Dream Lover. Uh, what Heartbreaker. Else Heartbreaker. Honey. Honey. Lover Boy. Very underrated Mariah jam. I don't think I know Yeah, Lover most Boy people does. don't. That was one of my favorites. It features Ludacris and Royster59 and DeBrat and Cameo. It's a it's a remix of Cameo's... Uh, Candy. You know a lot about this song. That was a great song. I listened to it a lot. So, uh, but I'm listening to it at work. That's one of those ones because I used to do this aloud. I'm listening to a jam, uh, Carrie Jam and I have a fear that I accidentally am just going to rip out the headphones out of my computer and then everybody in the office will know I'm listening to Heartbreaker by Mariah Carey. Rational or irrational fear? Uh, it's a great song. I think you get nothing to be ashamed of. You just got to wear it. Just own it. I think, it. yeah, just own what you like, man. Yeah. Own what you like. Because it's like a girly song or something. Well, yeah. You, I mean, it's just kind of one of those ones where sometimes, like, you know, I work at the NFL. So it was like, I, <laughs> I don't want to say you want that blasting through the office all loud and just having to explain that to a bunch of football guys. Like, I think it was an ad. I don't really. <laughs> I actually had a similar moment when I was at Fox. I didn't even put the song on, but it came on. It was playing Bad Girls. And I was just letting it run, like, Bad Girls is Bad a girls, man, girls, such a nilly man, girl. That's all. I mean, dude, that beat, you can't even, it's I just love a that good beat, yeah. No, so I was song. having fun with it, and it was at the part that was like, two, two, beep, beep, two, two. Uh, beep, beep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the guy next to me, he started like doing this dance and he started looking at me. He starts going like, two, two. Uh, beep, beep. And I was like, oh my God. It's one of those things where I had that moment of fear where I was like, 
Does everybody in the office hear what I'm listening to right now? So I had that wave of fear run through me. Because I was five listening to it, but I was like, shit. I did not want everybody to know I was listening to Bad Girls right now. I think that's a rational fear. Masculinity is so, so f- fragile or something. It's a fickle pick. Whatever yeah. that means. Dudes just need to get over. Sometimes we just want to jam to a female pop artist. All right. Seriously. Can that and just... They make some just... too. Do you hear the beat? Did you hear the beat? Working with it, okay? She be killing it. Thank you for playing Rational versus Irrational. Here's what I think we do now. Take a little break. Okay. Go get angry on a couple more orchards. Let's go apple picking. And then I say we go to the hat. Are you ready for Sounds that? Sounds like a plan. All right. To the hat. We will be back. And we are back. So we're making our listener take a faux break? Why are we yeah. doing that to them? It's just... Is it just... Is it's it because... It. No, I know. It's because you want to give them a little mental break from our freaking jibber-jabber. Yeah. And maybe it gets them back on point if we started to uh, ramble a bit on the last one, which, let's be honest, we do that a little bit. We do some rambling, yeah. It's kind of our forte. Uh, it's it's clever rambling, though. I'll give us props on that. But oh, then... They, they do need... They, they're like, you know what? If I want to snap them back and be like, yo, thing number three, it's time for... And it's like, first, you got to hear a little break. And then it's like, now, we're back. And we are at thing number three. Number three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting to see if you're going to fill some space there. No, I wanted to see you do your, your standard... Thing number three. There it is. And, as is usually customary, especially when Gregor Rice is in the building, we will go to the hat. Hat! The hat of fate. Oh, yeah. are you? Am I gonna do the here. honors here? You're doing the honors. I'm gonna shake it up for you real good. All right. Real good. Let me shake it a little more. Okay. Sift it around. Pull Let's some bad bitch out of there. Read not, the subject. Try to not disturb the lice living in the. Oh, uh, the lice pads. is staying there for good. Don't worry. It's not going anywhere. All right. We gotta talk about number three. Number three. Do people still have phones attached to their homes? I believe they call those home phones. Landlines. Landlines. All right. That is still still thing. Good hat subject. I, I the know, question is why? Why do? Oh, why do they? No, no. no. Um, I think it's I'm just, just do they modifying that. Okay, why? Well, no, because like my grandparents always had a phone, they had like a signature ring that I can still remember to this day. But I know my parents, they both had phones in their house that at a certain point, I'd say around the mid two thousands, they just stopped answering on. Because once cell phones became the main source of phone, anybody that actually called their landlines, they're like, nah, it's bullshit. Nobody, nobody to answer. Anybody that actually wants to reach me will call my phone that I yeah. actually answer. So It'd be so creepy to just be like, if we're sitting here and then we just hear, ring, and it's like you're in your house. That's I, mi- I miss that sound a little bit. I do. I miss the old sound of like, because I remember... This is one of the reasons I actually love our age of when we came up because we both came up at times when that was how we had to communicate. Cell phones Mm -hmm. barely existed. I didn't have a phone until I was in high school. For a a good portion of my life, the phone rang. Somebody had to get it. Yep. Somebody was like, whooever's closest. And we always had that moment where you kind of look around and you're like, are you going to get that? I don't really want to talk to I was always like... Were you eager? I was always, yeah, I wanted to. You were ready to, like, talk to a strange person over the phone. Who could it be? You never know who could be. Who could it be now? It's so crazy that, It was a little bit of a game, because back then, we didn't have texting. If you wanted to actually talk to somebody or discuss a meeting happening, maybe a bit of information, maybe even a show. I used to have friends that would do that, like, dude, are you watching The Simpsons right now? What? Yeah, dude, that's a good episode. Flip over to, because we didn't have DVR, and, like, channels were actually, like, basic numbers. They were yeah. like, hey, Dad, can you flip it to Channel 12 real quick? And then we're, like, watching at the same time, live action, whatever it is. Like, shit, this is crazy. Or maybe it wasn't crazy. And you're like, why did you even tell me? So some, some people are still living that life, that landline life. I don't know if they are or not. I, I don't think it matters to those that didn't. But I, why? Why, part, would you, why? It was, like, a fun element of life just because it's not like that anymore. It just exists in our memories now, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was around for a long time before us, too, you know? Like, the landline was it for, like, 50, 60, whatever, With, like, those years. rotary phones. With like yeah, that, exactly. Like, That's how my grandma's phone Those was, yeah. are, like, satisfying to move that dial around and let it go. 
moving yeah. around like oh if you misdialed something like oh shit gotta uh, start again you gotta start a little good this guy's got two nines and an eight how bad do i even want to talk to this asshole <laughs> they're definitely a novelty at this point i don't think anybody really needs it in their home well, landlines are a gamble. You pick it up, you don't know who it is. You're committed at that point. You know, they know you're home. You locked in. Did you guys have it connected to the wall? No, I think we had mostly, we had one of those ones with like the long cord that comes out of the wall and you can yeah. pick it up and move that part around. Oh, you can move around. It was like a mobile phone around your house. It was a mobile, mobile phone. Yeah. Remember those like super cool see-through ones for a while? Oh, you like can like see the wires and stuff? And yeah. The, yeah, like lit up inside. Yeah, I remember for the longest time, we only had the one line that was connected to the wall with a cord. Because I've never been a person that wants to talk on a phone when anybody else can hear me. I'm the same way. Because then there's other people that like to talk really loud and they think they're, like if somebody talks on the phone in a car while there's other people in, and you can tell they're almost like putting on a show because they think everybody's listening. Yeah. I make a point to start talking to somebody else at that point just so they know, hey, we're not all I here. I don't care about This is not your stage. But then there's also people that really don't care. And they just they, like, have conversations and they fuck. don't. Yeah. They're not even. So even, different than how I am. Yeah. I, I was wired very differently there. I go like 100 yards away. I walk away. I get, I get into the middle of the ocean. So let me call you back in 45 minutes when I'm away from all of humanity. Or even when you would get slightly older and you would have to call a landline to like, talk to a girl you liked. Remember that? That was super like, nerve-wracking. You had to pump yourself up, and then you call, and like her dad answers, oh, and it'd be God, like a night. Yeah, get past that. I remember actually having yeah, that one time. No, where I was like, why? Because they would pick up the phone. Who's there? And, and you don't like, know who he is. Yeah, why is he like Daniel J. Lewis? Yeah. Oh, man. Hello, who's there? Yeah, that'd be a terrifying voice to hear. Pick up a line. You're like, oh, this guy would totally backhand a child. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. That was no scary. That was nothing really scary. would make your heart race quicker than when the phone actually started ringing. And you're like, oh my god, I forgot how talking works. You almost hope they don't pick up so you don't have, and then they do, and it's like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, you start almost you rooting now. for the voicemail. Yeah, that was scary times, man. And you know what's funny is we're so desensitized from not calling now. You know, I like, Somebody to call, I like to call a lot more now. I do like to call, but this is a little bit of an out-of-the-blue move because I know people don't actually do phone calls much these days, but I feel like going for a phone call, you almost start getting that same sort of butterflies you had as a kid because you know it's such an outlandish thing to do to actually make a phone mm. call now. And then you st also still go, like, maybe it'll just go to the voicemail. Yeah. And then in a voicemail, you're a little bit more home for you. I like, never leave voicemails. Really? I never like to leave voicemails. I'll tell if you. If they what. don't answer, I, leave it, I send a text. I'm a good voicemail leaver. I don't do this much. Yeah, you are. You leave some solid voicemails. Yeah. And it also, as a result of that, I would get great voicemails in return because they would get yours. You get what you give. Some yeah. of them were from you, actually. You, oh, yeah. And then you'd... It's kind of like a... It's an unspoken agreement. You leave me a good voicemail, you hey, get one back. got one coming your you way. Calling now, though, it's almost like too abrasive. An it's intrusion. Like, like, yeah, like, whoa. Was this person calling me? What? You know, it's a is your house on fire? Are you in an emergency? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, what's yeah. wrong? What's it's, wrong? It's very, it's, it's very like demanding of your attention right now. And that's frustrating a little bit to me because you get so much more out of a conversation and so much more than you do in like a text conversation. And you know, like, once it's agreed upon that this is okay to do, mm -hmm. you're going to have a great conversation about you it. You know what I've been doing more now, too, is uh, I used to hate it. Now I'm FaceTiming more now. It is nice in doses, but I've also known those people who, once they establish a FaceTime they relationship with you, then they do it every time. Yeah. And there's just some times where it's like FaceTime doesn't work right now. I'm sorry, I don't. No, no, no. You can't. It's not an every. Play. Yeah, FaceTime's yeah. not an everyday. No, thing. yeah, it can't be an every time thing. I, no, I, sometimes I'm okay I switch it. it up. I text. I call. I do Morse code every now and then. I, I send some smoke signals. A couple pigeons with notes tied to their yeah, wing. Yeah, carrier pigeons. Was that ever actually a thing that you think worked? Yeah. It had to be the only method that that person had, you know. Who was that mountain man that had, like, some series in the 70s? I don't know. Maybe I'm making it up in my head. I imagine there was a TV series once where there was, like, a mountain man who was like, Come here, Gale. And he brought his trusty pigeon over. He's like, take this note to the Far East Mountains. Let them know what has happened here. Maybe not a pigeon. Maybe it was a hawk. He knows exactly what the fuck his job is, and he drops it off. The, and they're like, oh, look at this. And it like works out exactly as he had planned. He soars right back to his shoulder and he goes back to mountaineering. There's gotta be. He could have easily just sent a text in that situation. Or like you know, just throwing a rock. <laughs> hey, no, I don't think he had to get options. your attention. I don't think he had. Hey, this rock hey, head. look this way. He could have used his voice. I don't know. I think that probably did happen a lot. Also, it didn't. I'm sure sometimes people like sometimes birds. Mostly not. Yeah. Yeah, they just get distracted by bird stuff because they're birds. 
they're like, why am I? I'm not gonna carry this message. I'm gonna go live my bird life. No. Oh, is that a worm? Okay, fuck your message. I'm dropping that immediately. I think if, we've come to the conclusion that landlines, because we're now talking about carry pigeons. <laughs> landlines are weird. Why do people have them? Because they're just weird. Well, they were and, helpful at one time. Yeah, they're helpful at one time. No, you know what? I think you just have to be like above the age of like 70 to have a landline <laughs> in your house. Anyone under the age of 70 with a landline will be arrested on the spot. Yeah, landlines are weird. Get a cell phone, old people. We love you, but they're just far more convenient. And they're really not that hard to use. Just give them a try. Oh, man, my grandpa was against cell phones for the longest time, and he fucking loves his phone. They, they probably feel like it's some kind of devil technology, you know? Yeah, what There's a devil in that phone. Yeah, and it is. They're watching you. They're listening to you. It's better that they don't know that, but that's probably exactly what's happening. It's really what's actually happening. So they're really is. the wise ones, man. But they're not going to do it to spy on you. They're just going to sell some, like, mint cookies that's all they're gonna like start putting ads of whatever cookie you're talking about in your phone that's cool i just feel like but people can also prowl on you if you have a landline too they can call you and harass you Mm -hmm. and it just feels so personal it's like you know where my house is even though you just know my number but it's like, how did you, know you reach my this house? house. Yeah, that must yeah. have tripped a lot of people out when landlines started being a new thing. Like when they started first getting telemarketers being like, how did you get this number? Why do you know where I live? Are you watching me right now? They started looking through the blinds and they're like, that must have tripped. The first telemarketer call must have tripped somebody the fuck out. I like yeah. thinking about like when things first happened and like how people might have reacted to it. The first telemarketer. The first telemarketer. Hello, is Mr. Jones there? This is Mr. Jones speaking. <laughs> My name is Mike Brown. I'm calling from the telephone company. <laughs> of north america i'm wondering if you're enjoying your service sir i am mike brown thank you for calling my house what can i do for you today well if you like what you got wait till you hear what i've got more cell phone i mean more cell phone <laughs> more landline service i don't know where i'm going with this no no, no right. but i also like that everybody that we imitate back in the 50s they all talked like this fast talking new yorker who all knew exactly what they were gonna say and they were very confident in their speak yeah and i wonder how much of that's just tv or if that's like actually how people I actually think they really talk like well you don't say oh, nice to meet you why well, well then say i think so, my telephone's working fine how did you get this number may i ask your wife deborah gave it what's that say you say about my wife deborah enter this room right now why does this man mike brown know your name and why does he know our number are you watching my son play out back right now i'm gonna stop the 50s trope <laughs> of the uh the standard dad it was fun to do, though. I haven't... It was cool for a odd second. I haven't performed theater in quite some time, so that gave me some you juice. Just, you nailed that one. It was an Academy Award-winning performance. Definitely not. Oh, we've been talking for what feels like four hours now. Yeah, Greg is petering out hard on this one. Pulled up a nightcap and laid down in his sleeping bag at this point. I'm just like, wake me up when our podcast is over. I'm going to drop the gate on thing number three, and that means that we've talked about three things, Greg, so... Nice, we did it. We've reached the end of... Of this podcast episode i think we had some high notes there for the first 10 Mo- minutes <laughs> mostly lows but there might have been a high note or two uh greg do you want to give any parting words of wisdom to the couple listeners that have made it all the way to this point don't believe the hype landlines are not underrated that was a lot of double negatives <laughs> i don't even i tried to follow them all but i don't even and i would say fuck you son you're just cursing your future son yeah i'm probably gonna say it a lot at some point why are you just why are you just cursing your future maybe i'm just progeny that makes no sense i don't know he'll probably deserve it if it (laughs) it's a weird thing i wouldn't get it's a weird thing to say son after fuck you like i know that's why i said it right usually fuck you son am i talking to my son or am i talking to like just some oh i figured it's your actual son well, I, if I had a son and I told him to fuck off, that little bastard deserved it. Because when I see people yelling at their kids, I'm always like, damn, I can't even imagine being that mean to a child. Like, I have just not been put in a place where I actually want to tell a son to fuck off. But if I'm at that point, that fucking bastard Dude, is absolutely I'm being I'm afraid for your future child. He'll be chill. Rocky will be a good lad. <laughs> Camilio. Camilio will be my pet salamander. And Rocky will be a little fun-loving chap that runs around the backyard. With one overall strapped down because I'm in a 90s culture. What is culture. this? Because yeah. I'm in a 90s culture. I'm going to dress him up like a 90s stud. Just like I was. <laughs> Dead silence. 
dead silence. There's not an audience in the room, Greg. It's gonna be dead silence. It's a weird feeling when you don't know where you're going, but you just keep forging on ahead anyway. Right now, yeah, I feel like we're yeah, we're just we're like bearing down, and there's a blizzard, and we're just going. We're still taking steps. We gotta keep moving to find shelter. Here's here's the thing, Greg. We don't need to take any more steps. You could literally call it right here. Yeah, but I Pull feel like now is when it's getting interesting because we don't have. Now it's, it's, it just start getting good at the one hour. <laughs> no, we just don't have mark. any. When we don't have any general direction, isn't that when it gets exciting? It does. When you're just out there in the in deep, the, in ab- like, dark abyss of the oh open international waters. I just coursed my nothing. unburned, unborn son. That's you just <laughs> coursed your unburned son, right? Curse you, angry orchard parents and. Damn you for twisting my tongue. Yeah, no, Orchard. I didn't foresee myself telling my non-existent son to fuck off, but that's what the non-direction of the final steps of the podcast has brought. That was my words of wisdom, too. Your words of wisdom were... Fuck off, son? It was was a personal message to your future son. That was your words of wisdom. And it was, fuck you. Our listeners deserve better, Ryan. No, that's exactly what they get. All right. (laughs) They know the deal. Or if they don't, maybe they've learned. I think that overall, this podcast, if I were to rate it on a scale of one to two, I'd probably give it... <laughs> six and a half. Nah, I'd probably give it about a one point six. It's pretty high on a scale of two. Yeah, I'll take that. That's like a A minus. Felt fun. like an A minus effort. I feel like we can bring better to A minus. I don't you know, even know if we're an A territory in this one. Solid B. Uh, listen, I'm not too proud. You know what? To hey, say. let's set the bar for the future episodes high. You always want room to improve. You know? Yeah. yeah. Let's leave that room out there. Fuck you, son. <laughs> so what is this? A B? Your child's note, gonna come home with a report card. I would definitely you, not tell my son to fuck off for the B. Son, all right. <laughs> oh no, you know I wouldn't give him too much pride, but I wouldn't. I would definitely not curse him for that. Wouldn't do that, Dad. But oh, are you gonna so, be a dad? All right, on that that's note, a whole nother. <laughs> what are you trying to on say? On that, right now? I would say, on behalf of Greg Mestis. I'm Ryan Castle. Thank you for listening to the three things we gotta talk about podcasts. Fuck you, son. (laughs) We are out of here.